Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how to buy a business. We're in the middle of negotiating the purchase of a business. The seller's accountant proposed that rather than purchase the assets of the business, we should consider buying the shares of the company instead. So on today's show, we're going to do a deeper dive on the merits of a share purchase versus an asset purchase. When you buy a business in its entirety, you're buying everything within the business, all of its assets and all of its liabilities. This has some risk to the buyer because the liabilities come in two different forms. There are the actual known liabilities and then there are the contingent liabilities that can be hiding beneath the surface. I'll give you a simple example to explain the difference between the two. Let's say you borrow $100 from the bank and you owe the bank $100 and that gets listed on the company's balance sheet as a liability. It's very clear you owe the bank $100. But let's say you signed a contract and that contract has a clause that says you'll defend the other party in the contract in case they get sued for whatever reason. In legal terms, this is called an indemnity in which you agree to indemnify or hold harmless the other party against a risk. For example, it's common to have an indemnity for the employees of a business in case they get sued in the course of doing their job. The employer would agree to defend the employee against a lawsuit that was brought against the employee if that suit was connected with the work they were doing for the company. Now let's say that so far there are no lawsuits against the company or its employees and let's say that a year later one of the employees gets slapped with a lawsuit connected with their former employment at the company. The potential for a lawsuit would be considered a contingent liability, but in truth, not only is it a contingent liability, it's also an unknown liability, and that's where the risk lies. Another form of contingent liability is a future tax liability. The tax owing is a function of a number of complex factors. Let's say the company's been claiming depreciation, and that has the effect of lowering the cost basis of some of the equipment and fixtures in the business. But let's say you then decide to sell that equipment and because it might have been depreciated for tax purposes faster than it actually depreciated in the open market, you now are facing a capital gain on the sale of a piece of used equipment. It could be a piece of equipment or a building. It doesn't matter. The principle is the same. So when you buy a company, by purchasing the shares of the company, you're buying all of the assets and all the liabilities. And in practice, it's almost impossible to know all the liabilities of the company. When you purchase the assets of a business alone, you still have enough to continue the operation of the business. It's a little bit like saying, I want to buy a deck of cards, but I only want the hearts and spades because they're an asset. You can keep the diamonds and clubs because they're a liability. Oh, and you can keep the jokers as well because I don't know what that is. You can operate the business just fine with hearts and spades. Now, in some cases, when you buy a business that's structured as an asset purchase, you may want to make the decision to buy a few of the liabilities that are associated with the business. A good example might be the customer warranties. If the business has issued a warranty on its previous sales, you would want to honor those warranties in order to protect the brand associated with the business. When you purchase the assets of the business, the employees of the business don't automatically come with the business. You can't buy people per se. So you're free to hire the people that the business would need after the completion of the acquisition. Terminating the employees of those who don't fit in the new business, that's the job of the seller and not the buyer. One argument for the share sale that I often hear is that the seller will get more favorable tax treatment by selling the shares instead of the assets alone, because the share sale may not trigger certain contingent liabilities 
from coming true. But that's precisely the reason why I would object to a share purchase. It's virtually impossible for the buyer to know all of the contingent liabilities of the business. When you acquire those unknown liabilities, it's a little like buying a business that has landmines buried beneath the surface, just waiting to surprise the unsuspecting buyer at some point in the future. A share sale looks so simple on paper. An asset purchase may seem more complex at first. You need to dissect the business and list the parts of the business that you actually want to buy. You'll need an asset purchase agreement, and if the business you're buying has some intellectual property, you may want to govern that within an intellectual property agreement. And if the seller is going to provide services to the buyer for a period of time, then you'll need a transitional services agreement. The cost and added complexity of dissecting the business now is worth the benefit of knowing that the business cannot contain any landmines in the future. So if you're considering a business, my recommendation is that you always consider an asset purchase and not an outright purchase of the business in its entirety. So you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.